Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hawley of the Golden Hours Podcast. And this is a GDP Minute. I don't even think I should really call it that because that's just kind of what we did for the movie, but... I guess this is just another solo podcast where I'm talking about ultra marathon training. And I got my computer again, so there will be a little bit of production value on it. Now, I, in my brain, I'm good at focusing on one big goal at a time. And I've realized the 100, no matter what, has become an obsession. And that's kind of what happens to me with any sort of goal is I... I'm just wired to have one big goal and focus on one big goal. Um, and so in terms of producing stuff recently, events, movie, whatever it is, I we're getting the ball rolling on a bunch of stuff. And this is my first point. Um, and we just actually got in the third draft of a screenplay for the next movie I think I want to produce. Um, and we're working on that. We're trying to tighten that up. And we're just making some other little moves here and there. But just keeping things pretty quiet right now because we just want to make sure we focus on one sole goal that's going to have us level up. So that's where we're at right now, brand-wise. Now, personally, I kind of just want to recap what happened this past weekend with the Ultra Marathon. I really enjoyed talking about all this training stuff. I really enjoy getting into all the training. The one great thing about fitness And this type of fitness, endurance training and races and competitions is even though you're competing, you're really only competing with yourself and it's on you, nobody else, if you're going to improve and get better and show up to work or not. So that's why I really like it. It's just all about accountability, discipline, and no one else influences this. They're in the working world and in business and in projects you often have to collaborate, which is a good thing, but it's nice to have something where it's just you have to work on it. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to rely on anybody else, just you. And I've always been really into that idea. I think it's kind of an entrepreneurial mindset when you just want to be accountable for yourself and I want to be the, the determining factor of my own success. That's something that's always troubled me about the movie world, truthfully, that no matter what, you need to work with other people on films. And so you have to get the best out of them if you want the best product. And it's, a, it's just part of the process. But what I'm saying is with fitness, you don't. It's just on you. You determine how much work you can put in and the actual outcome. So that's why I love fitness. That's my little rant there. But anyway, this past week... I ran the St. Lucie Skeeter Scoot 50-mile ultramarathon. And this essentially, as I was saying in my last podcast, this was my peak run for all of ultramarathon training. This was the longest run. This was a big test as to how I may perform and how my body may react to the, uh, the cold water rumble in 31 days. Again, I'm going out to Phoenix, Arizona in 31 days to the cold water rumble to run an attempt in a 100-mile ultramarathon. Now, we're four days after the 50. And again, I'm just going to give a little bit of a rundown of what happened. Then I'm going to tell you guys some stuff I learned. So 
the race started at 6 a.m. And the course was incredibly flat. And I was on the east coast of Florida in an area called Fort Pierce or St. Lucie. And it was hot as hell. And essentially, the whole course was an out-and-back course. So it means you run to a point, then you come back in like this swamp area next to a lagoon. Now, I did not know this at the time, but a skeeter is what they call mosquitoes down here. So I was actually running through a mosquito harvesting area where they intentionally trap mosquitoes in an area so they don't disperse elsewhere in their town. I hope that makes sense. Um, And then they like, I guess they send animals or birds or something into the area to eat the mosquitoes, mosquitoes so they can control the population. So that was the area I was running through. It was completely flat grass dirt trail in St. Lucie and the race started at 6 a.m. The sun was rising. We started running with headlamps and then we over time ushered into taking the headlamps off and we ran throughout the whole day. Now, obviously it's daylight savings, but it was light out for about 12 hours. So for the remainder of my run, it was light out. Now, I ran the race in 11 hours and 32 minutes. Most people there were running either a 50K, so a 31-mile route, or an 100K, so like a 62-mile route. I had asked the race director specifically if I could just run 50 miles because, again, I'm training for an ultramarathon. I wasn't really there racing. I was just trying to do my final training run and get a race out of it. So the run itself... The fact that it was flat the whole way is when you're running distances like this is mentally an easier challenge because you know, okay, I just have to keep my legs moving forward. There's not going to be any real highs or lows. There's no hills I have to focus on. The surface, the surface itself was pretty easy. It was just packed dirt. Most people were actually just wearing sneakers. I was wearing trail shoes. Um, And my goal was to run it in sub 11 hours and 45 minutes because, as I was saying in the last podcast, there is a lot of elevation gain in Phoenix. And so I figure whatever time I get at St. Lucie, my time in Phoenix is going to be an hour and a half to two hours longer just because the elevation gain. So my goal was sub 11.45, 11 hours and 45 minutes, and I hit it right on the dot at about 11 hours and 32 minutes. And... I learned a lot. It was a fun race. It was a very small race. And a good thing about this race is there were both drop bags and there we were able to bring our cars close to the start and the finish line so we could create our own aid station. So I was able to actually control some of the variables that went into some of the aid station stops. I knew what was in the car if I had to go get it. I knew it was in my drop bags if I had had to go get it. And I was able to plan out certain sections of the run depending on what I possibly needed. So I felt solid the whole time. I started out, my legs felt a little tired. My shins felt a little tired. I think that's just a result of training a bunch. And Once I kind of locked in after about an hour or so, I actually felt really good. I felt like I was consistently moving forward. I wasn't going too fast. Um, And, you know, after about 
20 minutes in most of these races, it becomes your own race. No one's ever really racing around you. So I felt solid. And I was just kind of chipping away at it slowly. And my big thing, which I really nailed, was nutrition and hydration. Obviously, it was 80 to 85 degrees that day. I knew I was going to be sweating more than I normally would and more than I would in Phoenix. And so I was consistently every 25 to 35 minutes refueling with some sort of electrolyte drink. So like a body armor or a Gatorade or a Powerade or a Propel or something. And then I was every 25 to 35 minutes, I was refueling with some sort of food. So it, for me, it was a mix of Cliff Bars, Bobo Bars, peanut butter jelly sandwich. I was eating actually a lot of solid food. And I was on the money with that. I never hit a wall. I never ran out of energy. And I was really happy that I was meticulously just checking on my nutrition. And that actually helped break up the run. Because in a long run like this, obviously, when you step on the start line, you're like, oh, I'm running for 12 hours. It's a lot easier to break it up in a smaller chunk. So what I would say is like, okay, uh, it's 2.45 p.m. I just had a Gatorade and a Cliff Bar. All right, that means at 3.15 latest, I definitely have to have more Gatorade and I definitely have to have another Cliff Bar. So that's kind of what breaks up the running every 30 minutes. Now, I started feeling a little, I don't know, I just like tired around mile 25. And then at mile 31, I realized I was running pretty slow. And that is, can be incredibly depressing, like unbelievably depressing at, uh, at this level because you're like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm dead at 31 miles or I'm so slow at 31 miles. How am I going to get – I'm not going to be done for this race for another like six hours. How am I going to get 19 more miles done? So what happens is through all this training, I've started to power hike, which is just walking really fast uphill or just walking really fast. And so at mile 31, I started working on the power hike. I was, and I realized, oh shit, I'm power hiking faster than I'm running. I'm power hiking a 13 minute mile right now. And I feel good. I'm using way different muscle groups. And it was this huge burst of confidence that kind of sprung me through the rest of the race that I was like, oh shit, I can actually work in this power hike whenever my legs are tired. Maybe I'll power hike two miles and then I'll run a mile. And that's kind of how I broke up the rest of the race. And it had me feeling at the finish really solid. I actually, so for those last 19 miles, I'd say I probably power hiked like 11, or maybe like 11, 12, 13 of them. And I maybe ran six and a six or seven. And I finished the race. I was like, all right, I'm just going to dump the tank. I finished the race on like a, a nine minute or 10 minute mile pace. And I felt like I had a lot of energy left. I finished the race thinking, you know, I could probably right now at least go 20 more miles. So I had a little bit of left shin pain, but when I crossed the finish line, you know, it was about 5.30 at night, 5.45 at night. I was like, you know, I could go 20 to 30 more miles. I'm definitely tired. I'm definitely booked, but I feel like, you know, if I recouped a little bit, I could definitely keep going. And so that was a couple of the things I learned. So 40 to 50 miles, I had a headache and I had left shin pain. And, you know, I was in totally obliterated by mosquitoes. But I learned that no matter what, 
when you're running an ultra marathon distance, you're going to be dealing with some sort of pain. Like that's just inevitable. I mean, it's, it was only going to get worse as time went on. So that's just something I have to be used to. And I can't mentally be thrown off by that if some sort of pain starts setting in. Because again, we're pushing our bodies to the limits here. That's going to happen. That's just inevitable. And then also, I learned that, you know what? On a flat course, I felt good with 50. I think I probably would have felt good through about 40 with some elevation gain. And so I think my body is primed right now at least for another 60, for 60 to 70 miles physically. I think that. And I think the fi- the back half of, not the back half, the back third of the 100, you know, back like 35 miles of the 100 is going to be really difficult. That's what kind of what I was gauging in my head. I had woke up the next day and I was driving out of Fort Pierce and I was thinking like, wow, I would still be running right now. That's insane. Um, Another big thing I learned is just deal with issues as they come. If you're chafing, if you're tired, if you feel like you have to go pee, if you feel like you got to go dookie, take care of it immediately because the issues will only get worse if you don't deal with them. I think I did a good job of that during the race. Um, Now, let's talk about training moving forward now. 50 mile runs done. Races in 31 days. What does the training look like from now until the race? So I have not run this week. I did. I want to prevent all injury. I don't want to set into any injury. So the past four days, I've just been doing a bunch of recovery workouts. And this morning, I actually did about a 90 to 100 minute swim um, because I just want to keep the impact packed off my legs. But over the next three, four days this week, I'll run 30 to 40 miles. Now, next week is the final big training week, and it's a very important training week because this is my last chance to actually build some sort of fitness and build some sort of confidence on certain hurdles. So I'm going to have my heaviest training week yet next week. I'm going to run 75 miles with lots of elevation gain over the course of five runs. And so obviously, unfortunately, that comes on Christmas week. But that's just kind of the, the card we're dealt here, brother. That's what I'm trying to get done. I, I kind of feel like it's important to do that. So next week, Christmas week, I'll be doing about 75 miles. And actually, my longest run is on Christmas. So I think I have a 25-mile effort on Christmas with elevation gain back in Boston in the freezing cold. It is going to suck. Um, but yeah, that's what's out going forward. So this week, you know, patch up 30 to 40 miles for the rest of the week. Next week, 75 miles. And after next week, I begin to taper. So I think I drop to about 40 miles from 75 to 40. Following week, it's like 20 miles. And then it's race week. So craziness, man. I'm just trying to take it one run at a time here. Um, Now, no matter what, this is my thoughts on the 100 mile. No matter what. I'm going to finish 100 miles. I don't know if it's going to take me a week to do it. I, we're training to get it done in 32 hours. But no matter what, I know I'm going to finish the 100-mile course. I know that. It's a goal I set. I will get that done. What I'm saying is I could get, I could shatter my ankles at mile 75 and say, all right, I got to go to the hospital. And then, you know, two days later, I'll go walk the, the last 25 miles. That's just how I'm wired. I'm, I know I will get that done. I don't know for the first time in a long time if I am going to succeed at this. 
I do, I literally do not know. And there's been a million times throughout this process where I've been like, all right, maybe I should not do this. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Should I just cancel it? But it's the first time I think in my life I've actually gone for something where I really think I could fail. Truthfully, I actually think I could fail this. And you guys, for those of you who who know me, I'm usually delusionally confident in everything I do. But this is one thing where I do not know. And I am actually proud of myself. Well, I'll tell you in 31 days, but I'm going to be proud of myself for showing up knowing that, yo, Connor, this, this might not work out. I know it's not the best thought to have going into it, but it's just the truth. And for that, I'm proud of myself because I am certainly just like everybody else. And I fear failure like crazy. Like I just don't want to fail. I don't want people to know I failed. I don't want people to know I fucked up. I don't want my parents to know I fucked up. But I am going to be pretty proud for just showing up and trying to complete this thing. Um, And yeah, so that's what's going on. This, This was the 50 mile week. I got notes here. Just I tried to write everything out. I also took one of those Alpha Brains. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Alpha Brain, um, and I think it's just kicking in now. To be honest with you, but anyway, um, this was the uh, the fifty mile recap. I'll try to produce some more ultra marathon podcasts going on. Just shoot me a DM on Instagram if you like these and if you're listening to these. Again, I just I don't want to miss a week with the podcast. Won't miss a week, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, also follow my at Bochi Bolt Instagram page. If you want more in-depth and detailed training, I pretty much break down every single workout there, sometimes a couple workouts a day, sometimes some nutrition stuff in there. So it's much more detailed ultramarathon fitness training. I'm just trying to generalize this stuff as much as possible. One thing I did miss about what I learned is I did a lot of heart rate training for this run. So I was constantly making sure my heart rate was in an aerobic state, so below 145 beats per minute. Um... That's just one thing I missed that I thought I'd mention. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, if you got all the way through it, I appreciate you. Just know I'll be out there running for the next month or so, and then I'll figure out my life. I'll love uh, talk to you guys soon, and uh, let's get it. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter. Just you forgot to enter.